What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN. Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. Alright, yo, if anybody could be called a triple OG in this game, <clears throat> I think it's this dude right here, a complete hip-hop legend in my book. Compton's Most Wanted, acting, you name it, this guy's done it, put West Coast on his back, put hip-hop on his back. But the most important thing here on this podcast is he's a motherfucking father. So give it up for MC8 for the Fatherhood Podcast. All day, all day. So it's, you know, it's a blessing to be able to be here and discuss fatherhood with, you know, grown men, gentlemen, you know, taking that route. You know, a lot of people don't look at us in that aspect, but, you know, some of us are true fathers, you know what I'm saying, belonging and contributing to our children's lives. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a good thing. Let, let me let, let me but ask real quick, Andy, before before yeah. we really get into the part, I just want to say get it off the table real quick. Appreciate you. You was on my album another time. You blessed me with a verse on, on, on the joint. And I just want to say I appreciate that. If anybody listening hasn't heard the albums called another time, just a shameless plug. But <laughs> being, being a longtime That's fan right. of the music myself, you know, going back to CMW, uh, it, it was it was dope to have you on the project. And I appreciate it. Good looking, fam. And we're looking forward to you being on Drink Champs very soon, I hope. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm taking a trip down there in a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah, I've been talking to your peoples. Yeah, I'm going to come down there. We're going to set it up, get it cracking. So um, that's a that's a stop we got to do. Yes, sir. Nice. So you you, you said something in the open, eight, um, that I just wanted to harp on a little bit. How often are you having conversations about fatherhood kind of in the public like we're about to right now? Man, uh, I'm always talking about fatherhood. You know, I got a uh, uh, got daughters, you know, older. They're older women now, you know, doing their thing, working, whatever. But I got a son in the house with me who just turned 16. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm always, you know, speaking of, you know, uh, structuring, trying to keep him on the right path. You know, uh, a lot of conversations I have with dudes or about, you know, how I was raised up and how I try to make it different from him not having to go through situations. So conversations with about fatherhood and children, I try to have on a daily basis, which is in general people, if they want to go that route and discuss that. Okay, cool. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure most of the convos, you know, at least in the limelight, so to speak, is is about hip-hop and your career and the trajectory projects you're working on. Uh, you you mentioned you got daughters, multiple. How many is right. that? Three, three older daughters. How how how, how 
you know, what's the ages of all your kids? Like, let's go run down yeah, the list. My, daughter, my daughter's range from 30 to 25. Wow. And then you, and then the 16 year old. That's so you right. have four kids. Right. Wow. So a lot of my, a lot of my fatherhood with, with, you know, trying to parent with my daughters came at a critical time in my career because I was a young cat. You know what I'm saying? And, not knowing how to be a father, being from Compton and gangbanging and, and drugs and all that, you know, it was kind of difficult for me to accept the role of trying to be a parent because at the time, like I said, the, the hip hop and going on the road and touring and all that. So uh, it was kind of neglected for me, you know, to neglect my daughters, not in a, in a, in a sense of, trying to be that absentee because I always made sure I participated or whatever. But as a young man, you kind of don't, you know, have those stepping stones or those teachings when myself didn't have a father in the home. You know what I'm saying? My father was present, but it's a difference when a father is in the home than outside of the home. You know, the contributions get a little bit laxed. Yeah. The participation and and the basically just being there is that example. You know what I'm saying? So with your dad not being in the home, I and mean, when you were younger, did you did you realize that you were missing out on anything, or did you just feel like, all right, this is the way it is, and and you keep it moving? Of course, I mean, you know, my daughter, my daughters, you know, participated cheerleading sports, you know, whatever it was, and being an early artist back in my days of uh, touring constantly and trying to secure the, you know, the check, you know, you never look at it as as a negative uh, process of you know not being around to participate, but when you mature enough to uh, understand the importance of being in your children's lives, then you kind of step back and reflect on, you know, what you could have done differently. You know what I'm saying? Back then. So I always try to reflect on that when I have discussions about not in a negative process, but you know, it was just the way of my upbringing and trying to be in the streets and be that dude. And it was just about money and getting my career off when it should have been trying to, you know, secure the wealth and health of my children. You know what I'm saying? Did you have any specific tipping point? Like as you were getting older that you, that you kind of made that, Basically, I mean, just just being older, maturing and knowing what it comes of being that that person that is declared and not just being a dude who go out and have kids and, you know, let the kids run astray and not participate or being involved. You know, not necessarily that you got to be with the woman or be with the, the children's mother, but you still should show the presence. And I think it was just me maturing and knowing that being a responsible dad was being a presence. Not that it's all about money and gifts and all that, but just your presence means a lot. And I started learning that, you know, uh, maturing my daughters, getting into their teens, getting into their young adulthoods, you know, just, you know, just interacting with them, having conversations on a normal basis, laughing, joking with them, that type of shit. You know, that's very important because it's not all just about what you can provide financially. You got to support. You got to be able to sustain that mental basis with your children. And they ought to be able to know that you love them in any aspect or whatever it is. You feel me? Your kids are older now. So you've seen 
all of them are, you know, you don't have little kids in the house, right? So as you think about the things you just described, right, the chasing the bag and not have, you know, not being able to be around as often as you might have liked this, you know, for the older ones especially, do you do you ever look back and say, shit, um, I can I can tell now this moment in my past was a significant miss. Like, is there any one moment that you were like, shit, if I would have been there for that stretch of time or for these moments in their upbringing, Events things would have been different for whatever the outcome might have been? Um, you reflect on that a lot. I mean, you always... Uh, what if scenarios yeah. you get me? I mean, I think that happens with a lot of us in all kind of aspects of what we do in our in our everyday lives. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I wish could have been done differently or said, like maybe if I would have been around with this or that outcomes would have came out differently. And I believe that, but I cannot uh regret how things turned out because. My kids were smart. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they all work. They know how to get money. They know how to be independent, grown women. So just just by uh, the presence of being a uh, growing up and having that connection with them and just establishing that, it, it makes it turns out better down the long run because I can't change anything. I can't step in the past with a time machine. But you know, you have to reflect on that. You have to tell yourself what ifs, because a lot of situations would have been different if the scenarios was. If I would have never became a rapper and stuck to something normal nine to five, who knows what the outcome would have been. But, you know, uh, thank God that I was blessed with the talent to provide hip hop and do what I do. And in the long run, it benefits in some, you know, because my children are happy uh, who I am, who I turned out to be and vice versa. I'm proud of them and who they are and who they turned out to be. And everything is for the great. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I ask because here we talk a lot about kind of the micro decisions that we make, right? And we, you know, K, EFN, and I, we all have younger kids. So we rack our brains all the time on, like, the smallest shit sometimes. fucking them up. Right? Like, (laughs) basically. Like, you know. We just fuck up our kid today. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we, I think sometimes we too hyper uh, aware of every fucking thing we're doing. And and I think, and I, I, you know, we, we have the benefit of having you here, Cause in our minds we're like, yo, if if we move just a smidge over here, we might have fucked up a whole bunch of shit in the future, right? For that kid. Right. And so when you say, you know, like absence because of career is something I think about all the time. Cause I would travel all the time, but I know, like, at the, in the back of my mind, I'm like, yo, look, man, I gotta go get it. So if I don't get it, the road is probably gonna be darker than if I, you know, if I take this trip. So so I'm always curious, like you know, the OGs, how shit actually pans out when we're over here, like, fucking going nuts, you know what I mean? And it's crazy that, you know, I get what you're saying, because uh, I learned that in my older years. Like I said, I got a son. He's 16. But when I had my son, I started coaching his football team. He started playing when he was five years old. Uh, I turned down an opportunity to go be in a Kendrick video, because I had to go mm. football game that day. Mm. And it was it was the decision of, man, 
do I want to go down here? I mean, because I mean, come on, it's, it's Kendrick. I yeah. mean, they invited me. They called me. You get me? This was after I did Mad City. I mean, he was oh, okay. working on the um, he was working on the All Right video. They wanted me to be in the scene in All Right, where they had Terry Crews on stage with him in the car and wow. all. They did that. So they wanted me to portray that scene. And man, it racked my brain the whole weekend. Like, but my son had a football game and I was their head coach. Mm. So I I felt like it was it was a great opportunity, but I made the decision not to go mm. and go to my son's football game. Because I matured as an adult and I felt like those are moments that you will never get back. And I don't like, I don't want my son looking over the fence like, oh, where's my dad or what happened? Or, you know, he's not at the game today and then something miraculous happens at the game and I'm off at a video shoot hanging. Not that being in the video wasn't important Mm -hmm. and it was an important situation for Kendrick and them and blessed and all that, but I made the decision to attend my son's football game. I've turned down numerous concerts because I didn't want to miss my son's football game. Uh, I went overseas, had a tour, and flew for two days just so I could make it back for his Super Bowl. Uh, You know, I started making those decisions because I wanted him to know that regardless of what it was about, that I would always be there when he needed me. I had to learn that. I had to learn that sometimes it's not about the money. All money ain't good money. Mm-hmm. And so I just started to start making the decisions that, yeah, you want to go that tour, you want to get that check or you want to, but I think that the foundation and, and the sustainability that you have with your children is better in the long run because a lot of situations I didn't do that with my daughters and I regretted it because it, it like you said, who knows what ha- would have amounted to that. But I felt like I didn't want to make those same mistakes when I had my younger son. Like I like I had a do-over, you get me? Yeah, right. So now I'm mature, I need to start thinking of what's more important. Is it getting on stage, being seen in a video, or is it having that love from my children to where it doesn't matter who I am? Whether I'm MC8 the rapper or the uh, 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 eight getting off the trash truck dumping trash every day, they gonna love me for who I am because I show the same support to them when something's important for them. So I started making those decisions, man. Like you know, I, I can turn down some shit to go be with my kids, and that was my aspect of growing up, becoming a father. You know what I think is important about what you're saying is it, it reminds me of like. And this only comes with maturity when you start to realize this, that whole mentality that people pump, especially in the industry we're in, is like, you got to hustle, hustle hard, hustle, 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 hustle. And when you mature and you have family and you got to start to turn away what people deem is the part of the hustle, be like, nah, you know, sometimes you don't want to, you don't have to explain yourself as as a grown man to say it's for my kids or for my this. And, you know, and people be looking at you like, oh, you ain't, you ain't about that, that life anymore. You ain't hustling. and, And it's just. That's something that I try to tell, you know, young fathers or new fathers, like make sure that, you know, skip the the part where you're, you're not mature enough to understand that, that, right. that this is your this is a different type of hustle. This is your, 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 yeah. your, you're taking care of your family. And that's the most important hustle. 
I mean, special special times only come around once, you know, right. and you just won't, don't want to miss them. And especially with us fathers in hip hop, so to speak, you know, it's it's strenuous. Yeah. The workload, you know, wanting to be the number one, like you said, wanting to secure the bag and everything. Yeah. But how important is that when you're missing out on activities, when you're missing kids' football games? You got to remember our kids are normal. They're still the normal. They're growing up just like kids. Mm -hmm. They don't, nothing fascinates them. Like my son wasn't fascinated by none of that. Gold records and platinum records on the wall and people asking for autographs. He thought it was weird. He'd be looking at me like, why people want your autograph and why they want to take pictures with you? Because to him, you just my dad. Right. You the coach of my football team and my dad that I see on everyday basis. So a lot of us hip hop dudes are put in a place to where we have to juggle what we want to be presented as. Because like you said, oh, you ain't the hustler. You ain't out there chasing the bag. But mm -hmm. it's kind of, you know, you don't want to neglect your kids growing up in just simple situations. I mean, just taking them to the park. Uh, going to eat ice cream or taking them to McDonald's or whatever. It's the simplicity of life that the kids value the most. Yep. So you have to remember that as an artist or sports or radio host or whatever, children, they, they gravitate to those, those moments and your children will grow up with more respect and more inclined to be that family orientated and learn the lessons. Because like I said, I was, my father was absent, even though he was around, he was absent in the home. So it made me grow up different. You feel me? So being that presence around your kids 24 seven, you know, and contributing not with money, just by the little shit. Like, like I said, I, I went out and volunteered as a head coach and all the kids, I mean, kids with no fathers at home gravitated me, you know, I, I would, I would pick up kids and travel with them and just, just that presence because it's hard for kids with no fathers around or the homies locked up or fathers who are just absent period. So I think me maturing, having a son and being able to be around that gave me a whole different aspect of trying to be a good father to my own. That's a lot. That's yeah. so. No, it's a lot in the sense that like, um, it, it's it's really refreshing to hear, right? Because you mentioned it, and and not to, and I know you didn't mean it like you made like mistakes, you know? Because people take that and kind of convert it into like you fucked up the first three. Like, no, I know oh, that's not exactly. I, I know that's not what you meant, but but you were able to learn through all of those, right? So like, I have three kids. My eldest right. is 13. I always look at her and I'm like, yo, you were my training wheels. Like, we fucked up a lot trying to figure out how to be parents with you, right? And, and you, if, you, if you're wise, you're learning every step of the way, right? right? And so hopefully Definitely. by the time you get to the last one, you got your shit kind of figured out and polished. And you got the father. You should have the father thing figured out. Right. I mean, I was a young father. I was 17 years old when I had my daughter. Crazy. You get me? I was still in the neighborhood gangbanging and selling drugs. I said, my, my, my daughter's mom wasn't but 15 years old. Wow. We didn't know anything. You get me? So I was kids. Yeah. We were kids. Yeah. And then on top of that, I had a mama who was working every day and an absentee father. Mm. So I didn't, I didn't know too much about being a father. And it was at the time when I first started rapping. So my thing was trying to chase the dream 
of of being a rapper. Not that I didn't participate in my child's life. You know, I've seen my daughter, spent time with her, you know, pushed the stroller and went clothes shopping and, and did all of that. But the importance of me to hit tour for a month as to, you know, be at home at a birthday party, I'm on the road for yeah. a month. You feel me? I had to learn that that over the course of times, it's more important to spend those special days with kids and been and build those type of memories as to far as, oh man, when I went on tour, man, it was legit, legit. But you need to have some of those, you need to have some of those stories too with your kids. And that's what you learn, you get me? Especially as young fathers who have kids at young ages, you know, and don't have that presence of an, another adulthood or another man to teach them that way, then you t- you kind of get lost for a while. But then, like I said, once you mature, it's up to you to get that back. So you got a so you're sixteen year old. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty that's a pretty tough age. Um, it can be a wild age. How do you, and I'm wondering what kind of conversations or how you're able to navigate, does he pay attention to like the popularization of drugs and gang culture and all that stuff that's prevalent in some, in, in, in lifestyle these days? And how do you navigate through that with him? Um, he's a 16 year old. Yeah. <laughs> so you can imagine yourself at 16 in that era of hip hop and yeah weed smoke and females and whatever. So it's an uphill struggle, but I try to keep him grounded on the aspect of you want things in life. You have dreams, you have, you know, you have, you, you, you have dreams of being someone of, of becoming something. So that takes hard work. And a lot of time you have to ignore the pitfalls of peer pressure and, you know, the popularity of what your favorite rapper might be saying or doing. You you have to make decisions. And that's why I'm glad that I could be a presence in his young life, because then I can sort of not. It, it, it's not saying the path is going to be followed. But if I'm here to instill a little bit of knowledge of what's out there and I can give him sort of, you know, I can give him sort of A and B, you know, A is going to happen like this. B is going to be this. And if you pick C, then you're going the wrong route. So I try to tell him make make good decisions because I'm not around you all the time. And yeah, I can give him the father speech when he walk out the door and be like, be careful, don't hang around certain dudes, watch the peer pressure, don't smoke weed, don't go do this and go do, but let's face it, once they walk out your presence, whatever peer pressure and whatever the, the homies, then they gonna do whatever. So I just try to give him the knowledge of what I went through as a young adult with the gang banging and the drugs and the pitfalls that I lost a lot of friends. I lost a lot of opportunities because of the wrong choices I made. So I try to instill in him the I try to just instill in him the right decisions and I just tell him to make good choices. You get me? Watch who you hang with, you know, because bad influences all around you, especially as a 16 year old black man. There's a lot of bad influences around. you. So my presence is to keep him grounded 
and focused on what he sees for himself in the future. And I try to keep him on that path. How, how involved are you in, in like street knowledge for him, but like on the, on the level of how to interact with authorities and, you know, cause all the chaos that we're seeing as people of color right now, um, and you having a teenager, it's one of the, I have a seven year old son, so I have two daughters, but my son is seven. I emphasize that with him more now starting early. Like we already started having these conversations like at five, right? Unfortunately, like starting to plant the seed on like how to conduct himself to try to mitigate risk to affect his life. I'm curious how you are are having those conversations with, with him today, especially, especially given your past. Cause you've got like, this very interesting background, and then you bring that into present day and kind of who you are today. There's a lot of knowledge that you can share. Um, growing up where I grew up at, you know, racial profiling and police brutality and all that, it came with the territory of what I did. I mean, uh, I was gangbanging, I was selling drugs, I was hanging in Tragnew Park every day. Um, it 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 was uh how you say um it was a part of my life i mean it was something that i got used to and if you participated in that lifestyle and that was just something you expected now with me being an adult and having a son and seeing the situations that are happening with a lot of black men and a lot of young adults uh it scares me just as bad because it's a different scenario now you get me. He's not in the presence of where there's gang banging and it's, you know, writings all on the wall and dudes doing drive by shootings. But still, we have this heavy police presence and we still have this racial profile. So I, I tell him to be smart in dealing with those type of scenarios. You ever get pulled over with your friends? Try not to uh, try not to uh, uh, instigate the situation with the police. Uh, you know, we got a lot of hotheads. We got a lot of hothead teenagers and a lot of young men too. But I tell them if it's something as simple as a dude trying to pull you over because they so curious because of these two or three black kids in the car, then don't give them a reason to instigate or go higher with the situation. Me as a young dude, I didn't care. They pull us over. We get to banging on them and didn't care and tell them to go to hell and whatever. But I don't want that for my son as an older adult and knowing what the scenario is that they not just racial profiling dudes that's standing in gangbang areas anymore. It's all over. So I try to tell him, watch who he hangs with. Watch the areas you you situate in and then just try to be respectable on the aspect of if you ever have to run into police presence. You know what I'm saying? Have my number on speed dial and make sure that you're not caught up in a situation or a scenario that a police have to provoke a, a, a fucked up situation in the end. Yeah, that's just tough. Let, let me let me ask you a quick question going back to to when you were young and you had your kids and you were still doing some street shit. Did were you ever like did were you ever fearful of, of the safety of your family just the the streets coming into to the home? Um cuz even not even just the streets, just added the the gangbanging aspect and and added hip hop shit cuz 
you know, those two mix very easily. You know, you could oh, not definitely. be, you I could mean, not be a, a, you could not be a, a street dude and just be in hip hop and just be open to some shit, you know? No, I mean, where I was from in the presence of it was a lot of us gangbang who started in hip hop. I mean, right. that was the West Coast. Uh, did I fear my family? Um, we had sort of a code on the West Coast as far as banging is concerned. Nobody really targeted, you know, kids or whatever like that. Now, did we used to drive by and shoot up your house not knowing who was in there? That was a pitfall of gang banging on the West Coast. So if if you were gang banging and like you said, in hip hop, too, because it crossed the paths, mm-hmm. uh, you were always fearful. You get me, especially if the kids were around you and there was just some dudes who out there that didn't give a damn, you know, drive by shootings happen every day. So that was the main presence of me wanting to get out of the situation when I was able to and get my kids out of the situation, because let's face it, nobody's safe. I mean, me living in Compton and growing up in Compton and getting to it with other neighborhoods and whatever, you know, did, did we get bottles thrown through our window? Yeah living that with my moms. I brought all that pressure on my moms. Dudes pulling up in the front yard, wanting to fight and have shootouts and, you know, but did I think about it back then? No, I didn't. And that was dumb of me because all I cared about was gangbanging. That's it. All I cared about was gangbanging and represent the neighborhood. And to the point of it didn't really, it didn't really cross my mind because basically it was the product of the environment I grew up in. Once you accepted that role and you took that role, then the consequences was whatever you brought with it. So that's how I lived until I got to the point of trying to mature and not want to bring my moms to stress or have my kids in fear of riding in the car and somebody pulling up on the side of me and trying to shoot. Because like you say, again, Hip hop and gang banging crossed the thin line for us on the West Coast. So you had to worry about that. Dudes who knew you from your early gang banging days when you banged at school and rolled on dudes and jumped them and did all that. Now you trying to be a celebrity or an artist. And that didn't transition over too well for a lot of cats. Nobody mm-hmm. cared. Yeah, there was an incident. And, and I mean, even I think everywhere it crosses over into in, into the music side. Like we had an incident here that, that it always haunts me in Miami. Uh, I'm not going to name the artist, but there's a big artist out here. And he had a homie that we all knew that did his street team stuff. Right. He was, he was a street team guy and he had a rap vehicle and, you know, he, he would park, you know, he parked, he, that was his vehicle. That's what he took home. And dudes from the streets followed hit the rap vehicle. Cause they saw the big artist face on it, followed it. And then raided the crib, did a home invasion. The guy had his kids, his family there, and they thought he had that rap money. Right. And they they held him at gunpoint in front of his family and told him, if you don't give up the money, or, you know, where's the safe or whatever, then we're going to have to take care of you in front of your family. And he ended up dying. Uh. And, you know, and that's, you know, that's the type of stuff I'm always wondering. And I and imagine, I'm always imagining, imagine dudes that even talk more of the street shit or like on the West Coast where people are banging on wax or whatever, like how much more susceptible are they and their families to this type of stuff? I mean, it all depends on who you are and what level you're willing to go to, to, I guess, achieve that that status. Mm-hmm. Uh, dudes, I mean, to each his own. 
You get me? Some dudes have matured. Like I said, myself have matured to points of it doesn't make sense to where being a father and trying to be a businessman and trying to own property and trying to just be somebody sustainable is more important. But like I said, it's 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 a lot that hasn't changed for dudes who are still uh, stuck in poverty, mm-hmm. stuck in police profiling, stuck trying to gang banging because they're introduced to that life as young dudes or they follow in the footsteps of the relatives or the cousin or the family members before them. So a lot of them are with no hope. And and it's unfortunate that dudes get to the level of when there's no way out or there's no more hope. I mean, I'm going to do what I got to do. I mean, and, and some of them don't have that code of, you know, family is off limits or children are off limits because these are dudes who are living at the means of anything is necessary and they don't have what you have. A lot of jealous and envy comes from this rap shit, too. And especially mm-hmm. if you're still dealing with cats from the streets who don't who aren't as fortunate or you are as you are so you know it's always it's always you know a catch-22 when you're trying to be successful and then you're still trying to have those ties to dudes that you ran with in the streets because you want to show them that you still have some sort of loyalty but then you got to think about it's cats out there that you can't change their opinion about you who you've become the type of man you become and you just trying to be a normal dude and raise your family. And a lot of the dudes don't give a damn about that. Like you said, they'll run up in your house in front of your mm-hmm. kids, bring your kids and whatever. So we have to put ourselves in different scenarios when you're raising a family and your family is, in inclu- is included in a lot of shit. You know, because a lot of us as celebrities are so low key. You don't know shit. Yeah. Right. You know, and that comes with the territory, too. I'm the dude that I I really don't do for the clubbing and the going out hanging and the doing all that. I participate in activities with my kids and then I go home because that's the safest way for your kids to not be involved in when you don't want them in your life. I don't want my kids on my videos and at the video shoots and showing up to the concerts because then you're tagging them on a different aspect. And like you said, you don't know who might be that jealous dude mm-hmm. from 15 years ago. And now you your kids are involved with it. And that's the last thing I want to do is have my kids involved in some bullshit that went on with me 20 years ago. So being an adult, being mature, uh, being able to show the right path of trying to be a father and not involving yourself in situations that will get them confused and have them trying to walk in your footsteps, you know, give them something that's their own. I put my son in the football. He gravitated to it. That's his thing. He ain't interested in picking up a mic or being in a video or none of that. So that's a blessing. And that was something I was able to control by just being part, just by participating in his everyday life, picking him up from school, you know, taking him to the ice cream place, you know, taking him shopping for shoes, just being in that presence. You know, it shows them a lot. We, we've all talked about this here previously. And it's like, you know, we were we're happy to be fathers, to be able to provide you know, better for our kids than, than maybe we came up with. But then we also wonder like, damn, all right, you know, are, are we denying them of learning street smarts and all that stuff? I mean, how do you, how do you look at that and kind of balance that with making sure your son is, is, is on his toes as well? I don't deny him from street shit. 
letting him get involved in it and letting him see the realities of it is two different things. My family still lives in Compton. They still have barbecues. Homies are still gang banging. Do we go and visit? Yeah. Do 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 he do he see that life? Do he know about dudes who still carry pistols and throw up gang signs and get into it with the enemy? Yeah, he does. Did he watch Minister Society at an early age and hmm. boys in the hood and all that? He sure did. Hmm. Because I don't want to alienate him from that. Right. But I'm showing him, look at the choices you have. You get mm-hmm. me? Look at your friends, cousins, brothers, and uncles who's still in the hood every day, gang banging, carrying straps and going to, you know, and homies is dying and look at your lifestyle of going to school, playing football tournaments and being a kid. So those are your choices. You get me? Not that I'm, I'm not going to alienate you from it because it seems like when you alienate the children from stuff, they seem more curious about yeah, it. They run straight you to that me? shit. So, I never was the type of dude like, oh, no, you can't go to Compton or, you know, or, or oh, oh, get out of here. We doing this or it's grown men over here. You're subject to see what real shit happens. But then you're going to be able to make a different decision or the choices than I had because I didn't have many choices. You know, I didn't have too many choices, but you're presented with them. And being a smart young man and knowing that the differences of the pitfalls of the lifestyle I grew up or your uncles or whatever, you can you can make a better decision. You get me? So I don't alienate him from none of the street shit. I want him to see that street shit is real. I mean, it's reality. You know, you can't hide from that, you know, so I don't hide it from him. But then I let him know you have the choice. You get me? You have the choice. You ain't got to grow up in Compton and gangbangers and drug sellers. And, you know, it's hard times and your parents are hard times. And fuck that. I got to get out there and hustle to help my moms and do all this. You're not presented with none of that. So you're able to make better decisions by seeing that there's a different lifestyle than what I had to go through or people that, you know, I associate had to go through. What what was the turning point for you or, or maybe the, the, the pivot in your life, right? Because you had for a while, you had that combination of the street and hip hop, right? And you were ma- you you were making your way up the up the up the ladder, if you will. When was it that you do you remember that moment where you decided to go, you know, I'm I'ma take this path and I'm a I'ma shed this other life. Um I think is when I started getting presented with, you know, uh, better opportunities in the music business, uh, being able to move out of Compton, being able to secure my, you know, my family in a different life and just waking up every day, not having to worry about, you know, the hood and, and the police and all that. It, it just transitioned for me when I started sitting down and discussing real business and trying to take over myself as my career because I used to let a dude run everything. I didn't give a fuck about nothing. Just cut me a check and I can run back to the neighborhood. You get me? So when I matured and I started doing, uh, you know, when I got offered to do Minister Society and I started sitting down with, you know, people who were generally, uh, uh, concerned about my career and about the hanging out and the beefs and all that. And then having my second daughter and realizing that, you know, we were in a 
better place. And my oldest daughter was going to private school and I was able to provide a little better. I was started thinking that what is more valuable? Is it life, you know, seeing my children and maturing and becoming a, a grown adult? Or is it trying to prove to dudes that I still want to be relative as far as the block is concerned? And I think I made the decision that even though I still know dudes and I associate with dudes that I grew up with and whatever, I just had to make a change and, and grow up and be an adult. I mean, a lot of us don't get that opportunity. So once you present it with it, I just started, I just made the choice that, you know, being a businessman and seeing my family uh, well, growing up and maturing and, and having relationships with dudes is better than, you know, watching your back every day, even though I'm, I'm making records and whatever, I'm still, I'm still going to the block. So I felt it was a better change for me to start sustaining myself as an adult and worrying about the, the 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 mishaps of having a family and trying to be around my family more than trying to prove to dudes that I still want to be affiliated. Was that difficult? A, was was that a tough decision for you back then? I mean, the realization came because you had the opportunities open up, but was it was it a hard thing for you to move away from? I mean, not really, because half of the niggas I hung with became envious. You get me? You get that. I mean, you know, I don't know about anybody else's situation, but I know about me coming up and growing up in the hood and, and gangbanging, you know, a lot of envy uh, starts happening, you know. Niggas make it easy for you to decide, you know, shit. I... No problem. <laughs> no problem. You, you, you mad because, you know, I get it. And that should have been a, a, a that should have been a thought on mine, too. I'm pulling up on the block in a hundred thousand dollar car and niggas are still pulling up in two thousand dollar cars they got from around the corner. Right. But I didn't look at that as a negative. I looked at it as I'm still showing my presence for the hood. Right. But some of that became envious. You know, you pulling up Rolex watches on and nice cars and got the big five bedroom house. But then I still wanted to go back to the block and show that I was still loyal. And a lot of dudes didn't like that. You get me? So it was an easy decision after a lot of drama for me to go, I'm an adult. Like, I shouldn't have to worry about proving the worth of me being from the block. I did that shit 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Shit up until my third record, Music to Drive By. I was still hanging on the block every day like a true, like, bandanas in my pocket, pistols in my, you know, I didn't care because that's what made me. But then, like I said, it got to a point to where I had to stop thinking uh, immaturely. You get me? That was immature thinking. You got kids, you you know, you got major records out, you're traveling, you doing all this, and you still want to show your affiliation, which is nothing wrong with it, but you just have to grow up. And I and that's what happened. I grew up dealing with a couple of haters and envious, and it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a hard decision at all. I could stay at home, watch my kids go 
to school, play sports, participate in their life. I'm still going to go on tour. I'm still going to make records. And then I wake up every day with a breath of fresh air because, you know, I'm no longer in that situation that's putting my life in danger or my kids, you know. So that's what you have to think about family first before anything. So, Manny, Ace got a, a teenager, and then you sent us through on the, the uh, chat the other day this this uh, screen screen time request from <laughs> for your teenage daughter. Actually, we should break that down a little bit and get get Ace's take on it. No, no, no. So, so let me let me clarify. So, I do I do have a teenager. She's thirteen. Right. Um, but what you referring to is actually my son. So, oh, that was your son. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but but it's still I think it's still a good story. Now, I would love. I mean, I don't. Let's see. No, your son didn't have iPads and shit at the time when he was like, you know, five to seven years of age. But uh, I broke him down from that. When he was around 10 yeah. and nine, his mom's was like, can we get him a cell phone? Can we get? And I said, no. I said, for, for what? What does a 10 year old need a cell phone? Right. Me every day. Right. You, who you going to call besides me or your mom? And you're never going to be nowhere where an adult doesn't have a phone that who you need to call, mom right. or dad. Right. So you don't need phone right now. Yeah. So, so what's, what's funny about that? That's two stories. So, one with the phone shit, right? Um, relatives fuck your whole shit up right grandparents mm -hmm. and aunties and all that they're like nah we could get it let's get it whatever and oh, i'm yeah. like no i push my kids to memorize our cell phones early so that rule to your same point rule that whole shit out if you in the situation you know the number there's a phone next to you call a motherfucker we'll figure it out right but my son is like he's seven this dude is like painfully addicted to fucking it's Roblox. Basically, it's a fucking game that these kids play, right? And it's so bad. Like, I have my kids do chores in the house. Like, all three of them. 13, 7, and 4. They all do some shit around the house. Because I want them to understand, like, to some degree, all the shit that you see and have is not just shit that just pops up out of thin air. There's work. There's sacrifice. And you guys have to feel some of that, right? And by the way, we it's a house Y'all motherfuckers need to participate. Like, we can't just be picking mm -hmm. up after everybody, right? Exactly. So, so my son, he's a smart motherfucker. But this kid, his motivation to do anything is around the game. So last week, so we going through all this shit. I'm trying to, like, still allow him to play because COVID and all this shit. Like, we're not really mm -hmm. going nowhere. So, all right, the screen is, is an outlet for him. So let me let him live. But it's gotten to a point where he, I'll say, yo, and he did this shit a couple times and it fucked me up. I'm like, yo, go to the basement and get and get something from the freezer. All right, he'll go down and get it. Opens the freezer, forgets to close the shit, grabs the wrong thing, brings it upstairs. And now the next day when we go look, everything's fucked up in the freezer, right? So it happened, it happened twice. So I said, nah, fuck that. Uh, but but I'm cooling. I'm like, no, I'm not going to go ape shit on this kid. Let me go be slick about it. And I start putting like screen time. Um, I figured out like I didn't even realize it, but you can set time limits on the iPad. Mm -hmm. So I figured that shit out, and I I cap him to one hour every day during the weekdays because school he's still doing school, and then during the weekend he get three hours each each weekend day, right? So the shit runs okay. out, the shit runs out, and he's like requesting more time, and my wife so it, my <laughs> my wife and I get the alerts. My wife, I hear my wife screaming, 
Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I text back, thumbs down, like, get out of here. <laughs> so he cut my song. He's like, all right, like I tried and shit. He goes off and does his own thing. But like, it's something that I had to start to institute because, yo, it's too much. It's too much. It's a lot. Like, so I, I don't know if you can relate, eight, but like, how, how, do you have similar things? Like, how, how do you come yeah, down I, on shit I like did, that? I did. My son was into Minecraft, yeah, like heavily. Didn't want to do nothing. Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft. Every day, Minecraft, Minecraft. My son was the type that. You know, I put my credit card on the game once and you look up a month later and I got $300. (laughs) (laughs) My little nigga want to get the motherfucking shields and the covers and whatever you can download for the shit. He wants it. So I had to get him off of that, which was my thing about going to sign him up for sports. Ah. It, It got him outside. And it got him interested. And I could tell you, after three, four months of football, he put the fucking iPad down. He wouldn't pick it up. He was, everything was about football, 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 Mm. football. Going outside, going to work out, going to the park, going to, you know, just so. You have to provide them with other kind of, you know. Outlets and shit, Kids love these fucking video games and whatever, whatever. And I was a young kid. You know, we had the Ataris and all that shit. And it was the same thing my mom did for me. She went and signed me and my sister up for football and cheerleading and everything. And it got us out the house. And it got us off of that aspect. Because all the kids think now is that it's the land of computers and digital and everything. It's like nothing happens without the computers and the digital. And I think we need to just go back to, even though it's COVID right now, but when that situation is over, I think it's healthy and for the kids to be out in outside activities. It keeps them away from just sitting up in the house all day focused on computer not that the computer shit ain't com- important because let's face it it's the wave of the future and it's here and it's never gonna leave but we can't forget about being outside with the children too and letting them be a part of realism of life and just some activities is always good you know what i'm saying you never know it might spark their interest you might now have yourself the next quarterback basketball player tennis player on your hand so I'm I'm into providing my children all kind of opportunities. Just let them find their niche. And that's what I did with my son. Got him outside. I signed him up for soccer, basketball, baseball, football. I, I did everything. And he caught his niche in football. And what, 12, 13 years later, he's a starting quarterback at his high school football team. Wow. So, and, and just with doing that, going to practices, just showing my presence that, you know, I was involved. You know, I think that did a lot for him and it, it took him to a point to go, man, I got a father around and my father really is into what I'm into. And I try to not be that scolding. You know, I try to give my son the lessons just like if, if I'm writing a rap song. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, but I'm also give you the scenario to the consequences. So make the right decision. So that's what I do for him. And I think it's turned out good. You know, he don't claim no game. He don't wear no colors. He ain't got no girl pregnant and he ain't been to nobody's police station. So I'm doing a little something right. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let, let, let me ask you, segue from kind of going into social media shit. I want to ask all y'all this question. And and I, I think I text y'all about it that I wanted to talk about it. And I want to be sensitive in the way I bring this up because it's people's lives and, and people have had died and whatnot. But 
I'm really weird when it comes to social media and posting about like family stuff. Like I'm 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 on the fence about it. Being that I that I use it more like I feel like our generation, especially if we come up in this industry we we in and, and hip hop and all this, we use it as a marketing tool for ourselves more than anything else. And that's kind of how we see it. So when it comes on putting personal stuff, we might be a little awkward about that. I am. I know I am. Also, recently, a bigger artist, um, they posted about losing their baby. You know, and again, terrible situation. You know, don't wish on anybody. But I'm I'm weirded out by the social media aspect of it. Like, you know, how could you know, could you guys post to social media so quickly about something like that? Like, I I know I couldn't, man. And I just. I don't know what like I was very big on not posting, you know, anything related outside of uh music shit like i didn't like to post my son because i didn't want people trying to go through him to get through me or even know who he was i wanted him to just be an old kid you know uh so for a long time i didn't post anything about my son you know until he started you know playing high school football and i use it as a way to you know get training or you know you know you, you got to use the advertisement right now because he's on the next level but as right. a child i i did not believe in in doing that birthday parties you know sad events or whatever because i think you know you have to let the kids be pure and i don't want to say it's a tactic of getting sympathy or whatever it might be but i think a lot of people use social media because social media is everything to some people you right. get me there's a lot of people that you can notice that you can't live without social media you get me can't live without the phone oh where's my phone oh my god i didn't log into my instagram today my facebook or whatever there's some people who are real stickler like that so i don't know what people think about it or what the outcome is but i don't think i would be in the mood to post tragedies or because let's face it first thing i'd be distraught and i'd be so broke down i don't know if i could just you know go through that the realization of posting and having to see that every day or yeah. it probably would fuck with me bad so that's one thing i'm i'm, a, I'm against like like you don't have to post every aspect of your life you right. get me I'm, I'm one of those dudes like man who cares what you got up and ate for breakfast this morning <laughs> or what kind of fucking cereal you poured in <laughs> your bowl or you know the flavor of milk you use like come on man some things can you know curiosity you feel me so that's what i believe in a lot of things should be more should remain private okay i, I know where k gonna go I'm going. No, Kay no, doesn't even want to show his face on this podcast. K don't even. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even do. I don't even do. I don't, no social media on this end. So, um, yeah, yeah I, st- I stay away from it. But I, but I will say I was so that you know my son has uh, he's real into skateboarding now. He's he's eight, and he wanted to learn how to do some tricks. Oh yeah. So <laughs> so we, through a friend, we found a dude who who uh, teaches kids. And we brought him to the skate park and they linked up and, you know, he's been showing them how to do tricks. And the the instructor takes videos of all his the yeah. kids and, you know, puts videos together, like cool videos of like, all right, you know, here's here's my new student and he's doing ollies and all this other kind of stuff. And so 
I have to say, you know, both my wife and I were a little conflicted because <laughs> we, you know, it went up on TikTok and Instagram. You know, we don't have any of the, and we don't post anything because we don't have accounts and we don't post anything on our son. But we didn't really think about it while it was going down, while he's taking taking video. We're like, all right, whatever, you know. And then then the shit goes up, and we're like, it's cool. You I'm felt glad, the way you know, though. You felt, you, but you I was, was like, like ah. do I really want? Do I really want him <laughs> blasting? You know, do I want him out there like that? Right. You know what I mean? Not that. Yeah, the kid, kids. You know, kids are innocent, and you yeah. want to keep that innocence with a lot of kids. And like I said, I go through the same thing because my son has football trainers and quarterback trainers, and every time he comes to work out, you know, the trainers want to make their little videos because I guess it's for the aspect of wanting to show people, oh, look, th- this is what I teach, or I taught him yeah. this, or whatever. So they're trying to do it for their own pleasure. But mm. sometimes that used to kind of get on my nerves too. Like, man, I don't. I don't want people hitting me up like, is that your son? And, I, and now they know we right. work out at and they know who he's yeah. dealing with. And now people mm-hmm. just going to start showing up because they know MCH son works over here and trains out. So you just have to be careful of who you mess with and who you're dealing with. And if people can't respect that, you know, I really would appreciate if you didn't post him that much, you know, because I want his life to be a little different than mine. You get me? I yeah. want him to be a normal kid. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, before we before we get out of here, uh, I have I have a request. I think you should go talk to Apple and have them stop auto correcting your name when I'm trying to write eight without the G. <laughs> okay, for real. Because I think it's fucked up and there's some racism in there somewhere. So we gotta oh, fix that shit. That don't really keep it real. I'm gonna make that. You got that request. <laughs> I'm getting on that. I'm getting on that Monday morning, man. I'll stop. <laughs> Spell my name how it's supposed to be. Spelled. Yeah, it's no, yeah. It's no typo for you, dumbass. Right, right. Like for like for real. Put some respect on Ace's name, man. Respect on my name. I took the G out, damn it. So respect that. Yo, and man. Before, before yeah. we get out, for real, for real. Uh, eight. Let them know about the album, the new album too. Uh, the brand new album uh, yeah. just dropped a couple of weeks ago. It's called Lessons, uh, featuring my boy Conway. We got a song called Hancho. Featuring my boy Dave East, courted in. Also got my boy Havoc on there, Talib Kweli. So it's a good project, wow. man. Decent project. You know, just trying to hang with the youngsters right now and just put out some decent music. You know, something that I grew up to, something that people in my age bracket in. And if it's some new youngsters that follow along and want to jump along, that's always accepted too. But it's a good project. Lessons, 20 songs. We've been getting a lot of good reviews on it. So uh, go pick that up. Nice. Right, and pe- and people can also hear you on the Gangster Chronicles, right? Yeah, we just got the Gangster Chronicles. Uh we just got picked up by Black Effect Network. So uh shout out to Charlemagne and on that and all my people's uh Gangster Chronicles. We got new episodes dropping. We taping now trying to get it cracking. So stay tuned on that. Gangster Chronicles podcast. Uh it's all good. Yep, we're yeah. all under the same umbrella, drink champs. Yes, indeed. I'll see you over there, drink champs. So you got, you got to move it, man. I'll be, I'll be at you, I'll be at you sooner than you think. Now, you let's do me? it. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Yo, hey, man, it's a pleasure, brother. Thank you so much yeah, for, for dropping you. the knowledge. Hey, man, y'all stay. Thank you for having me, man. Y'all stay up. All right, brother. Peace. You be good. Appreciate it. Yes, Later. Appreciate Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be your father to your child.